Hey everyone, I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband Shane. Baby Lou is in bed, the cat is in a room, and we are so glad that you could join us for Happy Hour. For this Family Tree Podcast Mini, Episode 7. Because on the last episode, you said, I'm Alex from this Family Tree Podcast. I did? Yeah, that was how you opened it. <laughs> and I was going to talk to you, I was going to say, yeah, let's not do that version anymore. Yeah, I don't know why I went for that. Hmm. How are you today? I'm really well. So I am doing pretty well today. Um, it started off, it was an early day. So our schedule, we've been putting Lou to bed a little late, about 7.30. And then we usually go in and wake her up at about 8. Uh, and then, you know, we have our family time downstairs. However, I had to get up at 6.30, which sucked because it was still so dark for an ultrasound appointment at the hospital. And that was terrifying. I've been dreading this appointment for two weeks. Why is that? Just going there? Well, you and I have been in total isolation and not even going to grocery stores. So I haven't seen strangers or been within like 20 feet of strangers unless we were, you know, like walking by them at the park or something. So anyhow, I get to the hospital by 7 uh, and my ultrasound was at 7.15. So I get there and I, w- I was feeling a little bit comforted. So my my dad drove me. He gave me some gloves before I went in. And the front of the hospital, there's a, like right immediately when you walk in, there were two booths set up for coronavirus screening. And there was like a massive security guard standing behind the booths to make sure that everybody was going to comply. But I was the first person in the hospital that like this morning, which was nice. What's the screening process? What? <laughs> They just ask you questions, but then they also have like a ton of hand sanitizer Imitate there. the questions. Do you have an appointment here today or do they go, are you a patient or a visitor? And I said patient because they don't let visitors in anymore now. And as a patient, they go, have you been out of the country in the last 14 days? No. Have you had any contact with somebody who's been out of the country? Blah, blah. Do you have a runny nose? Do you have a cough? Do you have a fever? And just questions, but they don't let you pass them unless you sanitize really good. And they call it washing your hands. So it's not just like putting on a little dab of sanitizer. They want to see you like wash it into your hands. Mm. And uh, I like this. Even though I had gloves on, they said, well, you're going to take your gloves off or you're going to put it on top of your gloves. And I was like, I'll do both. So then I sanitized my hands, put my gloves back on and sanitized my gloves. Which were Were they sterile. like, lady, this is overkill. We want to be clean, <laughs> but we also want to be efficient. Well, they were probably thinking that. Uh, and then I went to my appointment. Were they friendly with you? Oh, they were very sweet. Man yeah. or woman? Two women and the security guard was a man. And was, was anyone too friendly with you? Unfortunately not. Oh. But I went into the ultrasound room. I was one of the only people in there. There were a couple other women. But I went in. They don't even want to hold your health card. You just read them your numbers. And then... You know, everything's kind of set. I went to wait because I had to wait about 10 minutes still. And there were two women sitting down in the chairs. And I just decided, you know what? I'm taking so many precautions. Why stop now and sit down? So I stood. Mm -hmm. And then every woman that came in after started to stand. So I started like a little standing You're scared of the chair. I'm scared of everything. All right? I don't want to touch anything. It's not that I'm scared of it. It's just I've been so diligent Mm-hmm. So why stop? Anyhow, my nurse, my technician comes in, calls my name. And I'm wondering if she's just the technician or the person leading me into the room. And she goes, okay, Alexandra, come in. Like, here's the room. You can go ahead. 
And she starts following in. And this is an enclosed space. And she is not wearing a mask. So this is my greatest fear of the last two weeks. I've been in an enclosed space with somebody else for, you know, 40 minutes. While they rub around my belly for an ultrasound. So I look at her and I said, oh, um, excuse me, are, are you going to wear a mask today? And she goes, no, you know, there's such a shortage of PPE that we can't unless there's a need for it. And then I just started totally welling up. That's your move. That, <laughs> intentional. I don't, I don't consider it a move because I'm not doing it on purpose. But I, Some I, of the best moves known to man just happen. <laughs> I am crying at everything. And uh, I just, my voice broke. And I said, I've been really scared of disappointment. I'm immunocompromised and I haven't left my house in two weeks. I thought you would wear a mask. (laughs) (laughs) Then she left and she comes back with like a full like heavy duty mask with like an an eye visor. Yeah. Did it look like one of those SWAT team things? Yeah, it was kind of cool. And then uh, she gave me a mask as well to wear for the rest of my stay. And she actually said that since I am immunocompromised. So for any other listeners that are immunocompromised, you can actually ask them at the entrance of the hospital at the screening stations tell them you're immunocompromised and they'll give you a mask uh they don't offer them to everybody but that is one of the reasons that you qualify so i felt way better from that point forward then you don't need any proof they'll just take your word for it well i think the tears were enough proof and trust me if somebody gave me a hard time about it tomorrow i will unintentionally start to cry again when you have lupus do they give you a card or anything that says i have lupus to prove it no I just don't think regular people know anything about lupus. Like I don't even feel like lupus people know what lupus is. <laughs> Nobody knows. The lead lupus researchers don't know anything we about lupus. We worked on a lupus campaign and like we were literally on the social talking about lupus and we didn't even know what we were talking about. No, it, it, but the thing is neither did anybody. Like no. we were in contact with all lupus organizations in North America and nobody knows nobody knows anything so i don't think anybody's gonna question me but yeah so i i felt you know on one hand very comforted by the measures taken by the hospital and then on the other hand it's just still so terrifying because it's eerily quiet there's nobody in there and the people that are in there you don't want to get close to them they don't want to get close to you and you know there's like possible death for certain people outside so it's, it's scary. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I just, I don't know what you mean. There's possible death for like, people like, outside. Like the virus going around. It's like if some people leave their house, they're risking dying. But that's not just in the hospital. You no, just mean no, just being out of, the house. Out, out of the house is scary. Yeah. And, and not only that, but McMaster, where I'm doing my appointments, they're clearing out space to host the overflow of COVID-19 patients. Yeah. So like, man, when does that start filling up? Like, I'm hoping I can get all my ultrasounds done early. And it so happens that the baby is measuring a little small. So I'm going to have to keep going in for these well, ultrasounds. Lucy measured small too. Yeah. They thought Lucy was going to be like 4.5 to 5.5 pounds, but she was 7.1. Yeah. She was a beast. And they, they said she, what, she has a small tummy or something? Yeah. So baby Betty is looking normal everywhere except for her tummy. She's got a small tummy. Did you show them how tiny your tummy is, like normally? Like, did you t- <laughs> did you tell them I have a weirdly small, like, tummy area? Yeah, I so 
what Shane's alluding to, I have like a small, like my ribs are small and like my waist is very small. So I've got like, I'm packing thunder thighs and strong birthing hips, but then I have a very small waist uh, that never, like is really hard for me to find jeans because nothing ever matches up. But so maybe the baby just has that kind of bod. And what I like about having a, a girl baby is that we, we, we were talking about the advantages of being small yeah. for a woman. It's a little bit, you know, you don't have as rough of a time being a littler woman as you do being a littler man. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm like, okay, we were talking about like she could be a, a rower. A rower and she could be a jockey, like a cute little jockey <laughs> or a gymnast. There you, you know? go. So, or a point guard. Point guard, yeah. Because if you're... If you're like 5'3 in a woman's mm-hmm. basketball team, that's not that short. No, no. Well you, well, you can be, I don't think she'd be 5'3. They said she's in the 15th percentile. So that's still like, especially for you and I, considering our heights, I don't think that's 5'3. Yeah, but since you have lupus, maybe it man. <laughs> uh, we don't know. No, we don't know. <laughs> no, we don't know what lupus does. <laughs> but uh, one of the complications possible complications for lupus in pregnancy is a low birth weight so this is why they're going to continue monitoring me because there could be uh, placental issues so you must be glad though that you do have that almost because it's 7.1 imagine you didn't have lupus you would have had at least an eight pounder (laughs) that's got to be scary right (laughs) maybe i don't know i remember uh one of my ex-boyfriends his mom would always talk about how much he weighed he was like an 11.5 pounder coming out mm. so i'm real happy that i didn't make any babies what was her what did what's the term blowout what'd you call it <laughs> the, the vagina, vagina blowout? blowout did she ever talk about what that was like no we never got into it hmm. but i'm sure they stitched it up i'm sure they did that's what they do okay is that is this topic done or is there more yeah to no it? it's done next i actually want to get into shane lost a little bit of sleep last night because you had a question that you want to ask me. It wasn't a good question. I want to know. We'll get to questions after. No, we're gonna do it now because I no, need a I want to hear about your dildo. Okay, first, it's not that Shane. What is it? As I've said, okay. So, as you all know, I am a big pro- proponent. Yeah, I I always screw up that word too. I'm a big proponent of. I'm a, big pro- I'm a big believer you, in the impact of pelvic floor health and pelvic floor th- physiotherapy. I knew nothing about pelvic floor anything until I was pregnant with Lucy, maybe like six, seven months, and I really started to get uncomfortable. So I started seeing a physiotherapist. Uh, I know, again, several followers have gone, like local ones, have gone over to this clinic on my recommendation so i'm really excited about that but it's called blueberry therapy if you live in the hamilton area they have an office obviously closed down right now but they have an office in dundas however really exciting for anybody listening right now regardless of where you live because of this health crisis we have they are now a virtual clinic so this is a pelvic health physiotherapy clinic that is doing these appointments through Zoom, which I know what that was until yesterday when I had my first appointment with them uh, online. And when I was talking to Kristen, my physiotherapist, she said that they can now host clients from anywhere in the world. So if you are a listener, whether you live in the States, Australia, Spain, Canada, whatever, 
you can now see the same therapist I do. All you gotta do is zoom, 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 boom, boom. Just shake your rump. You said it, Shane. And she is so amazing. Everybody at her clinic is so amazing. So what they will do, and our appointment was kind of cool. Uh, so I like call into the Zoom meeting, and she's sitting there waiting for me. Oh, it's Zoo? Zoom. And a boom, boom. Just <laughs> shake your rump. Check, baby. Sorry. And... Uh, so it's it's pretty interesting. So then they go through all the questions with you and ask you about your current situation, why you're seeing them virtually. Uh, and I will be posting all this. Like I was asking for permission to take portions of our meeting. And I will be posting that all to Instagram as well as like the exercises, individualized exercises she gave me to do after that. So to get to Shane's question there, a big part of the in-person meetings is that they do an internal exam so what they might do if you're feeling a lot of pressure in your pelvic floor they will insert their fingers um, so that they can feel how strong your pelvic floor muscles are so they'll ask you to do kegels and they will feel in different areas to see you know if they're possibly too strong if they're too weak if certain areas are too tight how strong are you i used to be really strong like too strong to the point where they told me not to do kegels anymore when i was pregnant with lucy mm-hmm. um but then having lucy made them like permanently tighten like really bad so they were just like always too strong and too flexed and now with this new baby they're just like i haven't been doing kegels so that's a huge problem for me anyhow they can't do the physical exam obviously so there's this French engineer and the story is so he was at a dinner party with his wife and they're in Paris and the women at the table started talking about their pelvic floors after giving birth and then the guy was like oh my god you can't live and pee every time you sneeze this is insane I'm an engineer I gotta think of some way to fix this so he came out with this device and it's like a sleek pink thing and it does look exactly like a dildo as promised (laughs) and uh it has a little device attached like an electronic thing Mm -hmm. so then you insert the pink device and then you have your like little computerized thing and there's also an app that goes into your phone so then you do kegels and this device measures the strength of your kegels and your muscle contractions and how you're relaxing and inputs all the device into the electronic bit so then you show that to your pelvic floor physiotherapist and then she doesn't even need to do the internal exam. So you can be anywhere in the world, order this thing, which is going to be 100 to 150 bucks. I'll double it. Let's be honest. If you're pregnant with a kid, you're going to be pushing out that baby. You're likely going to need this thing. And especially as women age for a long time. So it is such a handy tool. And then on your phone, on the app, you can play games. So apparently there's a little butterfly and you got to like keep the butterfly flying by doing kegels Hmm. and it shows you how well you're doing by, you know, with this butterfly. Can men play? Well, you don't have the same type of pelvic floor we do. That seems sexist. (laughs) But anyhow, it's very cool. I will be posting a lot about it, but uh, I am going to be getting my hands on one of these devices. It's called a PeriFit and I will show you guys how it works eventually. Very cool. Yeah, but that wasn't your question, Shane. It was one of my questions. All right, my question. I, uh, I, I have it on my phone here. Normally, I don't like bringing my phone, but hey, it's Wednesday. 
Oh, well, one, two. Uh, I wanted to say just about our, our landlord conversation we had. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't really a question, but I think banks are the ultimate landlords, right? Banks are the ultimate. La- they're the ultimate lords. So don't get mad at the people who uh, have to pay that extra mortgage that mm-hmm. you help them pay. Get mad at the banks for not freezing the mortgages if they're not freezing the mortgages. But my question was, check again well i want to i want to read what are you looking forward to most when we are able to be social again and the reason i ask is i find i've been thinking a lot like daydreaming Mm -hmm. about certain vacations we've had or moments and sometimes i'll be thinking or daydreaming and it will honestly feel like i'm in like a lazy river or i'm about to go to a, a, one of the comedy shows in Vegas we went to that I had a good time. So you're daydreaming about Vegas. So is that the thing you're most excited for? I was daydreaming about Vegas. I had some PEC daydreams. Today I was actually daydreaming we were in a brewery. Oh, and I we, would we love were doing a, a flight of beer and I was in that good buzz level yeah. that I like to be in. No, I would love to, in the nice weather, go to a brewery, just something local. And then for getting away, honestly, I just cannot wait and it's not like super social, but I can't wait to get to our cottage. Our cottage is getting renovated mm-hmm. right now. My parents' cottage, uh, that's like a family cottage, but getting renovated. And I just can't wait to get up there and like possibly have some friends come with us because it's going to be bigger mm-hmm. now and, you know, we could have multiple babies. Uh, but the, that would just be so much fun going up there with some friends. Yeah. So I can't wait for things like that. I'm so excited. And other than that, like, I don't know, it's business as usual. What do you mean business as usual? Well, I don't feel like I'm missing out on much. Aside from like those big things, like going to Prince Edward County, going to Las Vegas to hang out in the pool. Okay, just around here, what would be the number one thing? If you could do it, what would be the one number one thing you'd want to do? Going out for a nice dinner and yeah. drinking a bottle of wine, which of course I have to wait until I'm done being pregnant. Um... Or going to a brewery with Lucy and the new baby. Like, just something like that. It'd be I so always much fun. think of that night we went to see the movie Beach Bum. And we oh. went to Merritt. <laughs> yeah. Before that's the night we discovered the beer called What Dreams May Come. That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I always think of that night. But we have so much fun at breweries. Like, and I know everybody does. That's why they're such a hit right now. But it is so much fun to go to a brewery, sample some things. But and- in some ways, don't you feel like you discovered breweries? Like before everybody on the ground else. floor. Yes, I know it's not true, but <laughs> but I feel like we did. Um, I have a question for you before we end for tonight. Do you think that you are at a point in your life where you are too old to ever be able to appreciate fish? Yeah. Why? Well, it's just a thought. Uh, I don't know, but that's what I think. I definitely like. The, the batter that surrounds a fish. Anytime someone's eating in Port Dover, which is a beach area in Canada, and there that there's that fish smell with the batter, I like that smell. Today the house smelled very good when you made that whatever you made fishy wise. Yeah, well it was delicious and that's the thing. And then I had the leftovers with a lot like doused mm-hmm. in lemon on my pasta tonight. And it was beautiful. And it makes me sad that you can't enjoy it. And I would love for you to be able to slowly, one day, be able to appreciate fish. Because it's just, it it opens, honestly, such a, another 
world of food like there's so many types of fish and they all taste different my world's open at all well it would be fun and i'm saying that you know it's i want less foods in my life (laughs) fish is such a healthy food to get into not necessarily because the way i'd eat it was all battered no here but here's the thing you start with that and that's what pulls you in no way and then you learn how to eat it without the batter and just on its own and Oh. We, we never eat fish in this house. If it was so good, you would eat it. I'm not stopping you from eating the fish. There's I'm an, eating it right now. Oh, yeah, the battered fish, which isn't oh, even healthy, yeah. and you never eat the other kind. And there's it's an, pretty delicious. Oh, there's an expression called, oh, it's, something smells fishy in here. And that expression exists because fishy ain't a good smell. Well, only if that's because you get the wrong kind of fish or it's bad or something. Every fish smells like that. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to This, this Family, Family Tree, Tree Podcast, Podcast mini. mini episode Seven. Good.